Welcome to the Market Talk podcast sponsored by WealthPress, where we believe if you're investing uninformed, you're screwed. Get the inside scoop on what's driving the markets today and what that means for your money, all in just 15 minutes. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Roger Scott. I'm the head trader of Wealth Press. Today is Friday, July 24th. It's the third week of July. It's amazing how far the summer has gone. And the markets, China, US, there's a lot of stuff going on. So what do I say? Let's get into it right now. And because it's Friday, I want to give you some levels. I hate to say I told you so, but the S&P and the NASDAQ crapped out yesterday. Mostly the NASDAQ. The momentum levels were really crazy. So I want to revisit them again, and I want to give you some targets of where I think we're going to go in the S&P and the NASDAQ before this cools off. So I think it's really important, and let's get into it right now. So worsening U.S.-China friction worries over aid to America and U.S. businesses combined to push world shares lower on Friday. Actually, yesterday we had a jobless claim report, and the jobless data the, the four-week moving average was around 1.35 million new claims. And every week for the last month or two, we've been going below the moving average, which means the numbers are getting better. Well, yesterday, for the first time, the number was above 1.4 million, and the moving average was already at 1.3 million. Well, in the, in the big scheme of things, this doesn't really mean a lot. It's telling us, though, in the short term, that we are now going above the moving average, the four-week average, and that's negative, and that's one of the reasons why the market broke apart yesterday. And as a matter of fact, momentum levels, momentum levels, and I'll talk more about these momentum levels, but you just can't get away from it. I told you yesterday that rubber band was stretched out like this, and it's just it just can't go anymore. We'll talk more about that. Trump administration officials have escalated their public condemnation of China in the last several weeks with speeches by FBI Director Chris Wray, Attorney General William Barr, and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Earlier this week, U.S. ordered the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas, closed on Friday as expected. Chinese Foreign Minister ordered the closure of U.S. consulate in western city of Chengdu. Yes, Chengdu. The latest dust between the two biggest economies comes amid allegations of theft, serious allegations of U.S. intellectual property, including by Chinese researchers with military and government connections for Beijing's benefit, obviously. That's not going to be good. And then, folks, do we really need this tension right now amidst the trade war, amidst this COVID-19, amidst the fact that economy is suffering? Do we really need this drama right now? I mean, analysts said investors were also wary of the unclear prognosis of further stimulus for the U.S. economy just as the end of the previous package of extra support for those made jobless by the pandemic looms. Uh, it's not getting pretty, folks. Republicans in the Senate were set to unveil their proposal for a $1 trillion COVID-19 rescue package Thursday morning, but that got delayed. Finding a compromise with the Democratic-controlled House of Representatives could prove more difficult than in March, when Congress produced a $2 trillion, 2.2 actually, rescue package but who's counting a report Thursday that the total, this is what I was talking about. This is the jobless claims that broke the market yesterday. 
A report Thursday, the tally of American workers applying for unemployment benefits rose last week by 109,000 to a little more than 1.4 million, broke the stretch of a 15 straight week of improvements. Yeah, we were going down to 1.3, 1.32. But again, you know, when it's when you go from the lowest unemployment from the lowest unemployment in history to the highest unemployment in history, 100,000 just doesn't make that much of a difference in the short term. But it did sh- sh- it did shake investors' optimism that the recession might be shorter lived might be shorter lived than expected. Yeah, investors are a little too optimistic. This is a major major financial issue this COVID-19. Most importantly, not the COVID-19, but the impact it has on the economy. The rise in unemployment comes as COVID-19 counts continue to rise. As a matter of fact, um, we, there's this lady who lives in the neighborhood here. She was supposed to go to Bahamas. They closed the border. They have increased COVID-19. She can't go this weekend. She was going to go swimming with some animals. I don't remember which ones, but anyhow, not good. Continues to rise across much of the southern United States, leading to more business closures. And the total number of confirmed cases has now surpassed 4 million in the U.S. And crude oil, again, we're not really going much higher, but we're above the $40 level, which means at least U.S. companies are not bleeding. We're still seeing massive, massive oversupply of crude oil, but things are starting to improve. Now, looking at the overall stock market, this is the S&P 500. Notice this is the 200-day moving average. I'll go a little further. This is February. We cooled off. We bounced. This was mostly this right here. This reaction that happened in March from March all the way till June right here. That's a reaction to the breakdown in February. Pure and simple. That's reactory. Right here, we're seeing the market kind of trade on its own two feet. And I'm not really happy about this because we're too close to the 200-day moving average and we never went above the previous high. That's worrisome, all right? Now, the QQQ is a different story. There's been premium paid for home at home stay-at-home stocks and the NASDAQ went higher. But the problem with the NASDAQ is, and I hate to say this, notice we go higher here, notice momentum levels go lower. And this is over a period of, let's see here, 117 to, this is about a month and a half. We're going higher. Pay attention. This is really, really important. I mean, like really, 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 really important. So we're moving higher. Price is moving higher. But momentum levels are getting weaker. Even though price is getting higher, momentum can't justify it, and we break down. Folks, it's even longer this time. The longer we go higher, but momentum can't sustain it, which means price is moving higher on weaker momentum levels, okay? It's happening again. Now, I've been warning you about this for June. June. I've been warning you about this now for about five and a half, six weeks. The problem is you're seeing that rubber band. It's just doing this. It's stretched out again, and it's doing this. And if you do this long enough, it's going to do one of two things. It's going to snap back really hard, or it's just going to break. And... Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but we're seeing this again. And I'm not just seeing this visually with charts. I'm also seeing this. Pay attention. This is a lot more valuable than 99.9% of everything you're going to learn on Wall Street. I'm telling you, this stuff works really well. And again, I'm not charging you for this. I just want you to see what I'm seeing. 
I want you to see the market from my eyes. So let's go to momentum levels in the NASDAQ here. And I hate to do this to you. I hate to show this to you almost every day, but you've got to see this. Look at the number of stocks. In light of the, of the stock market trading action, I mean, how much further can we go up? We're at the highest momentum levels that we've reached since this chart is on max and it goes 15 years and it's now trying to come back up, but it, it rarely does. So we went to the highest, we, we stretched out the most, just can't do it. It doesn't work that way. So the NASDAQ is way, way, way stretched out. And if you look at the 200 day line, again, I'm looking at max. Notice we're almost, almost at that level. And once we get to that 85 level, there's no turning back. So in my opinion, from internally, looking at the market internally, and looking at the market from inside out, looking at my momentum levels, again, I'm, sh I'm seeing the same thing. I'm seeing exactly the same thing here in the current time period that I saw in February, and momentum levels are just insane. And that's telling me the market is going to cool off. Now, when we look at the NASDAQ 100, let's go a little quicker here. I think the odds of us breaking down to the 50-day moving average is about 100%. It's going to happen. We're going to move down to the 50-day moving average. But then there's a really good chance we're going to break it and move down to the 200-day line. That is going to be determined by earnings, relationship with China, and COVID-19, those three factors, and those are unknown. But the odds of hitting the 50-day moving average is almost a certainty based on momentum levels and based on the current price versus the RSI levels, the fact that momentum can't go higher. We're almost guaranteed to go up to the 50-day moving average. Now, if I'm going to be looking at stocks, look at over the last month, basic materials, technology, Technologies now all the way over the last month, 30 days. I'm looking at just the 30 days. Technology was in first spot. Now technology is in uh, seventh spot, just as I predicted. And I predict consumer discretionary is going to fall down, and you're going to see basic materials, utilities, industrial, consumer staples go higher. Now, basic materials is leading right now. Ticker symbol for basic materials is XLB. Take a look at the trend on this sucker. It's moving higher. And I like basic material. I like materials right now. I think materials is gonna go higher. Let's look at some constituents. Lynn, APD, Newmont Corporation. Let's take a look at Newmont. It's a metals, precious metals company. APD, let's look at APD. a good stock notice it's it's breaking higher let's look at a few more just to give you a taste for the basic materials sector this is one of my favorite shw i gave a buy recommendation on it just a few days ago sherwood williams but as you could see right now look at that nice breakout as you could see right now the action is not in tech the action is in basic materials and it's still in consumer discretionary, but I think that's going to fall off. And we're going to see utilities, industrial, and consumer staples go higher 
possibly even real estate. Uh, no, not real estate because commercial real estate's in the pits right now. But we are going to see <clears throat> more defensive sector start leading ahead because earnings are just not coming out as well as expected. The numbers are lower. Trade war. I mean, do we need a trade war right now? We need a trade war right now. Like, we all need hemorrhoids. Excuse my language. But, I mean, do we need this trade war right now? We need the world to work together. But it is what it is. The bottom line is the market is in a defensive mode, and you need to trade defensively. And, therefore, the best thing to do now is uh, take profit in tech, diversify, expose yourself to stocks that are defensive defensive and lower your exposure because I think the Nasdaq is due for a nice little downturn. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening today. Make sure to subscribe to the Market Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you're listening from today so you don't miss any important news regarding your money and your investments. Have a great rest of your day. My name is Roger Scott and happy trading.